Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Live from New York, it's the show that's still stopping. Still believe, you know what we're doing. Look. That's not I'm supposed excited. to be a take. Big show. That's, that's strong. not supposed to be it's a, a big take. Show. I think I know what you're going to say, yeah. Wiles. I want to hear it with your chest. Some bass. It's a show that still believes in you. Is that Who? I thought you were going to say a name. Oh, he wasn't. He didn't but, go that far. Yeah. Today, <laughs> did Brock Purdy's Cinderella story just go pumpkin mode? Uh-oh. Meanwhile, after five consecutive losses, including a close sweep, Lakers <laughs> open the season in Denver. It's true. Must win. And finally, oh, the long-awaited <laughs> return of Mac Jones to Mahomes Mountain alongside Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilds. We're showing Mahomes there. I wouldn't recommend that. I know it's called Mahomes Mountain, but maybe Mac Jones. To see them maybe Mac Jones. And you know what? I think people will be most shocked by someone who didn't move on the mountain. Wow, that's great. It's Caleb. I bet it's Caleb. Really? He lost again. Is he still on? Brock Purdy loses two games in a row. He oh, should be out of the league. Right. But Caleb. He may not. I haven't even said anything yet. Anyways, Maybe we start with another San Francisco loss. Mm. Brock Purdy throws two interceptions in the span of five minutes in the fourth quarter mm. to give the game to the Frisky Vikings. Mm. To We're Kyle Shanahan's money. dismay. Kyle Shanahan, I mean. What? He's just like stink wow, face over there. there. Like, like, buddy, call a better play then. Anyways, here's Purdy and Fred Warner post game. Two in a row. Um, it's the NFL. You know, every team is good. It doesn't matter who you're going against, what the record is, or anything like that. We didn't come into the week taking this team lightly. We knew it was going to be a hostile environment. It was going to be a great challenge. Our defense was really good. Um, Kirk Cousins is really good. So it's like, you know, for us, we came in with the right mindset. We just got to execute better. You got to overcome adversity. You know, I think the thing right now with us is we got to find ways to win the, the grimy games, the ones that it's not looking great, you know. and find a way, you know, obviously we can win 30 to to 10, but what what are we who are we and what are we going to do when when we're down and we got to come back and win a game? I didn't like we should have oh. just run the Brock Purdy one. Mm. Really? Kirk Cousins is good and yeah. What's the question, Wilds? <laughs> Has Brock Purdy lost his magic, but Fred Warner just said what you've been saying. He's a fan of the show, I guess. So Has Brock Purdy lost his magic? Yeah, his mojo. Well, magic is make-believe, just like Brock Purdy's MVP <laughs> candidacy. So, yeah, well, the I can- suppose, the MVP I suppose so. So, listen, for folks weeks. that are new to the show, over the last few weeks, this has been kind of the beats of it. 
The Niners will win on the back of their actual great players and their tactician of a coach. And then Kevin Wilds will come on here and either compare Brock Purdy to the dad of an NBA player or the greatest pound-for-pound boxer ever. I'm not sure. <laughs> sometimes he was LeVar Ball. Sometimes oh, he was yeah, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> and it would be like, what more do you want him to do? And he won every game. And then Chris Broussard would say, listen, guys, I'm not saying he's elite. I kick but right now he's the MVP of the National Football League as of two weeks ago and now both of them will quietly and tepidly at some point during this segment admit not only is he not the MVP of the league not only is he not the MVP of the team he is actually the opposite of the most valuable player on the team he is their weakest link he is their biggest question mark and we saw it and Kevin Wilds you kept asking me what I wanted to see yeah and what did I tell you I wanted to see wow plays no that was not you I want said, your eyeballs to fall I, I out of their sockets I wanted to see that and then what was this yes I also said I wanted to see him face adversity and then Brew would be like once upon a time he ran out of gas and I'm like that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about <laughs> what are we doing I am talking about <laughs> trailing in a football game all right and so Last now week, so now we have a bit of a sample how does Brock Purdy look? We can show you the numbers. Let's see. When he's leading or when he's trailing. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's really good. And that's pretty bad. And then we had an opportunity for a little more specific. The very exact thing I said I wanted to see. Trailing, late, with the ball, chance to win. We had it last How week. does he do? That 18.4 number is his fourth quarter passer rating the last two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, the last two weeks. The only, and that zero minutes trailing in the first column is, you know, how long he was trailing in the fourth quarter, first five weeks, and then these last two weeks. And so there's a bit of this, Brew. You would understand this because you have grown kids the way I do. Wilds doesn't yet. You think you've raised your kids right. You hope you've raised them right. Mm -hmm. But you don't really know. Till the first time they're teenagers and you leave them alone for the weekend. And Brock Purdy didn't have a small get-together. Brock Purdy <laughs> threw such a rager, the cops were called and the house partially burned down. So he's not trustworthy. Okay. It is exactly what okay. I told you would happen. Okay. No, he has not lost his magic. In fact, I love the position Brock Purdy is in oh, now. God. We got because let, I'm going to drop here. some knowledge, all right? <laughs> okay. You've heard all the hate, but let me drop, keep it real. All right. all right, this stretch of games he's against is going to determine whether he's it's going to make or break him as a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And I think it will make him Nick Wright. Wow. All right, when I was a young boy. Here we go. Yeah. My, and I'd face a loss, a failure, some challenge, some obstacles in my path. Yeah. My father had a saying that he'd always tell me. He'd say, boy, this is going to put hair on your chest. All right. And as a member of the Iowa Mafia, I am saying to Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, this stretch of games is going to put some hair on your chest. So to speak. Well, All right? Then, because, <laughs> quite, quite frankly, it's yeah. been too easy for Brock. It's been too easy. What? All right? You win your first 10 games. They throw you in the MVP conversation they, rightly, through, rightly <laughs> through week five. You're compared to Joe Montana. Yeah, is yeah. his floor still down? All right? You're compared to Joe Montana. All right? You win two playoff games. Not one, two. 
It was too easy. But the road to the Super Bowl, Brock, is not easy. You can't go into the playoffs, all right, having faced no adversity. And I'm not talking about a simple in-game adversity. I'm talking about gut check, look in the mirror, what am I made of? Yeah. Adversity. I'm talking about looking in the mirror saying, is Nick right? And all the rest of the doubters and the haters, like are they right? Is that who I am? Or am I the man, the quarterback that convinced Kyle Shanahan and convinced the San Francisco 49ers locker rooms, veterans and all, that I can lead can this I, team? Like Brock Purdy? I believe wow. in you. Oh, wow. I believe oh, in you. List. All right, so hold on. I just want to ask like you that. a quick question because I do appreciate not only you invoking your wonderful father, but also that passionate uh, – I don't even want to say defense, but support. Do you do you think he's going to take that fork in the road or the f- other fork in the well, road? Well, I think what, he's wait. going. I don't think he's. I've never said he's going to be an elite, great quarterback. But That's I do true. think he takes the road that leads this yeah. team that plays well. I don't think he goes the other way, and it's like, my goodness. So you think the next Robert, time he's, he's in this situation, he won't just throw back-to-back picks right to the uh, other look, team? Well, hold on. Let, let's not kill him. He's not the first quarterback to throw two interceptions in a game. In no. fact, you know what this is like? Now, he's not on this level, but Patrick Mahomes faced this. 2020. No, that's seven straight games he threw interceptions. Yes. Three of them, he did what Purdy did yesterday and threw two interceptions in each game. He already, and he had to look – yes, he was better. He is better, and he had already won the Super Bowl. But still, there was a feeling – we talked about it on the show – has the league figured him out? Yeah, but that's you not. You know, look at they got this coverage these now. These are not that's, that's the same. Out. And now, well, they got tape on Purdy. So now teams are looking at him and they have tape. Right. And I don't think this is going to be a negative fork in the road. I think it's going to be a positive one. Again, not saying he's going to be all pro, but I think he's going to be a good quarterback for these Niners like he has. Been. But Okay, go ahead, Watts. Sorry. No, I think that was solid I mean, between the two of you guys. I feel like I would lean towards Brew. He had his guys missing. He had Debo missing. You know. Trent Williams? Trent Williams is missing. Yes! Exactly. No, no, no. No, No, you cannot punish him, Nick, for having good, great teammates. You said the same thing week one. Why are we punishing him for that? You said the same thing week one. Without Travis Kelsey. What did I say? And without Frank Clark. They couldn't even beat Detroit. And you were like, ah, he didn't have his guys. That's the excuse you gave. Hold on. That is not. I gave no excuses for week one. That's not true. I. You Wild. said that's why they I lost. thought he Pat didn't have no. I said they lost the that game because the receivers couldn't catch passes. That's what I said. I didn't. I, I thought Patrick Mahomes played really well in that game. And again, you guys do this weird thing where you're like, I'm not comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. Yet the only comparisons I will well, use they are, are Patrick football Mahomes players, ones. so we can so, quarterback, no, so we can that, talk that, about great them together. Yes. That. So there. So, but the question <laughs> I had yeah. from the beginning. When we were saying, having the discussion, is he the most valuable player in the league, was how can he be if he's not the most valuable player on his team? Was Tua ever in the MVP race? The question I I would ask is this. If Brock Purdy were out yesterday and Sam Darnold were in, would Debo Samuel all of a sudden look terrible? 
Of course not. He didn't look that, terrible. He looked terrible he, in the last five minutes. Yes. He didn't look terrible throughout the game. He actually was playing well. Uh, he, I mean, he was yeah. playing fine. He was playing fine. He was playing fine. It wasn't a great game. No, no, I agree. There side. wasn't a right. lot of yikes. I did the wow right. yikes thing. There weren't a lot of yikes until the end. But at and some it, point. I, I get the MVP. He's not the best player on their team. We all know that. Okay? And we've never said that. That doesn't mean if the MVP is, unfortunately, a quarterback award, then like he can't Tua. Get can Tua get it? Because he ain't the best player on their team. No, and I, it's th- and that would kill. work against him, but at least, but the. I don't know the, if it would work against him. I mean, him I think, in minds. my opinion, it should. But there has to be an element of everybody's ability to now take a deep breath and say, hold on. The, the, we have the growing sample of evidence of what this team looks like, no matter who the quarterback is, when they have all of the Avengers together. Mm hmm. And then when that quarterback goes and plays for a team with only one Avenger, the Las Vegas Raiders, he leads the league in picks. And then when a couple of the Avengers are out, that same guy with that same play caller with Christian McCaffrey, who made the biggest play of the game for them offensively, all of a sudden, you get outplayed by P.J. Walker, you score 17 points on the Vikings defense. Those those things. All of that uh, is because of Debo being out? Uh, because they won three games. Rock Purdy it, won three games last year no, without Debo. It's because they have a very, very limited quarterback. What about who the defense saw, getting shellacked? We I guess saw, we'll talk about that Who we next. saw yeah. yesterday, the quarterback, even on the plays, forget the picks, the play you and I were talking about before the show, when he rolled out to his left, when it was they were down eight in the fourth quarter, and he coun't get it to – it was Jawan oh, Johnson was right, over right, the right. middle, under, and he one-hopped it under to three. him. And Wilds, you said to me before the show, what do you want him to do? The ball's going to have his hands. I said, yeah. Yes, one of my one of my critiques of him is his physical limitations. He doesn't have a strong arm. He doesn't have big hands. We were all shocked when he escaped the pocket and scrambled in the first half, which was a great play. Like this is who he is, and it's who he's been, and we are now finally being able to see it. It's two games. It's the it's okay. And, and again, he wasn't horrible yesterday I, until the great. end. He, he I mean, was bad at the end. I mean, okay, yeah. How was the play other than that, Mrs. Lincoln? Yes, agreed. But it was it was pretty bad at the know. end. He's tending to. All right, but anyway. Here we go. Uh, let's take a look at the odds let's to win the NFC. San Francisco still in the driver's seat. Then the Eagles. Then the Cowboys. Then the Lions, to the Cowboys fans' delight. And then the Seahawks. So, Brew, after back-to-back losses, do the 49ers deserve to be the NFC favorites. I mean, look, everybody knows my pick is Philadelphia to get to the Super Bowl, actually, and win it. Mm-hmm. If you don't overreact to two games, it's Road you can games. have San Francisco number one. I think it should be Philly. And I think, to me, Nick, and I, you might agree with this, the most alarming thing last night, it's probably an aberration, but still, was their defense. I mean, Purdy obviously wasn't great at the end especially. But that defense – got run over, I mean passed over yeah. actually, by Kirk Cousins. They had no sacks. They put very little pressure on him. They couldn't get him off the field on, th- on third they down. they did pressure him. He just navigated it beautifully. Well, there was one where the I definitely thought he was sacked yeah. late, in, late the in the game. Yeah, that was, so did Troy Aikman. That I was a great that. play by right. Cousins. But go Cousins ahead. was fantastic. I mean, it's the best yeah. game I've ever seen yeah. Kirk Cousins play. Mm-hmm. But the defense, now again, it's probably an aberration. But they weren't as physical as usual. They weren't dominating the line of scrimmage. And they could they really didn't get a run game going. McCaffrey only averaged three yards a game. So but the defense was the big issue. And so Philadelphia, I don't think has a weakness. That I think Jalen 
is going to keep passing it better and better. I think their run game is strong. They got receivers. They stopped the run, and defensively they just added Kevin Byer, which is going to help the pass defense. So I would put Philly number one, but I'm not going to shout over this because I'm not going to overreact to two weeks. I still have uh, San Francisco at number one. The thing that I'm worried about – is next weekend, it's the Bengals coming off a bye. Well, Joe Burrow off be a bye straight loss. is just rolling. Last year he won every game, didn't lose to the Arrowhead Invitational. So we can, we can show their upcoming schedule. I, I know like I was Cincinnati, mocked and ridiculed actually. in person and on the Internet when I said I'm not ready to just hand them this division, let alone this conference. Well, all of a sudden Seattle has the same number of losses. They have Joe Burrow, then they go to play the Prince, then they play Baker. Wow, tough quarterback. Are you right? I'm not, then, not trying to bang on the see, Prince, but you think after a bye, you don't think they're going to go into Jacksonville I, they, and win? I'm I, I, after a bye. I know I, you love the Prince. The, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Jack, the only team that's gone into Jacksonville and won is the Chiefs, and the Jags have lost, you know, had one bad game in a year. But we can all see. I also, the Jags, do they have a bye right before there as well? I'm not oh, sure. I'm not certain. And then they obviously have a very tough stretch. But, so listen, the Niners should not be the NFC favorites. Vegas right now should have the Eagles the NFC favorites. But, and the Hubs, maybe give us an extra two minutes here. If they want to be NFC favorites, I know what they can do. It's pretty simple. And I'm not sure who says no to it. They call up Minnesota and say, we'll give you Brock Purdy for the quarterback Kyle Shanahan really wants in Kirk Cousins. He's better than Brock Purdy. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody So you, that would yeah, make Kirk. him better. The Vikings yeah. know... We have no, uh, you know, contingency plan at quarterback, and Cousins is likely leaving. And he take, will probably t- take a flyer. Take his no trade calls off. It, to get a- absolutely right. right. Take a flyer on Brock Purdy because he's under team control for the next couple of years. He would have at least one Avenger and Justin Jefferson at some point. And if he's the guy that some people think he can be, it's at least a cheap, low cost thing for a player. You're losing for nothing. I say this as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, someone that got a tattoo saying they're going to win the Super Bowl and go undefeated. If the Niners got a legitimate quarterback, and Kirk Cousins is not an all-pro, but last night he was, but if they if they did that, they would be the overwhelming favorites, in my opinion. Cap-wise, they can make it work for a year and then decide it's the quarterback Shanahan has always wanted. I look, I think they like. I mean, clearly they like Purdy. But Kyle Shanahan, and everybody knows Kirk Cousins is not Mahomes or on that level, but he's better than Brock Purdy. And if you're Minnesota Brew, would you consider it? If you uh, think you're going to lose Cousins for nothing this offseason, you don't really have like a, you know, an heir apparent? Yeah, I mean, because they're, I, 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 well, I guess we're going to talk about their, yeah, their, their, their playoff hopes, hopes. But yeah, I, they, I, they could make the playoffs. They can do oh, it. But they can't oh. win this. They can't get to the Super Bowl. Why not? Because no. they're not okay, good well, enough. Oh, because who could they – who would be in their way? The 49ers? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, don't look now, but my Vikings, 3-4 and four after Kirk throws for nearly 380 and two touchdowns. Here's Cam Akers on Kirk. How do you describe Kirk Cousins' game tonight? It was prime time. He He'll tell you in the middle of the field. I told him like, dude, you're at the dog, like, like you you balling, like you know. What I'm I, I haven't seen many QBs do that, you know. Um, yeah. Sit in the pocket like that, uh, under pressure, make throws, perfect throw. Uh, so, like I said, he a dog, man. He a dog. Okay, here's the Vikings' upcoming schedule that is filled with winnable games at Green Bay, at Atlanta, home against New Orleans, which is when Justin Jefferson is eligible to be back. At Denver, home against the Bears. Yeah. They do not play a team with a winning record until Christmas Eve against the Lions. Yeah. Mm. A lot of smart people have this team going all the way to the Super Bowl. (laughs) 
Brew? One. Are you willing to admit, you're a facts guy, right? Yes. Are you willing to admit the Vikings Super Bowl chances are alive? No. Oh, are you willing they to are, admit they their are, playoff they have chances no are chance alive? of getting to the Super Bowl? Their, playoff their playoff hopes are alive. They're okay, the, the, the AC right. right now. Yeah. They're the AC right now. And in the once NFC. you get in the dance. No, no, no. They can't be. I mean, look, I know they, they just beat San Francisco. Who can't they beat? San Francisco they, uh, in the playoffs. Bro, you can't say they can't beat Philadelphia. San Philadelphia. We just beat San Francisco. They can't be San Francisco. Oh, can I, San Francisco, Philadelphia. Oh, I like bro, Detroit better. I like Dallas can, better. Can I ask a question? Who's better, Justin Jefferson or Debo Samuel? Just yeah, yeah, okay. He was missing, and Kirk cooked. Like now, oh, they, Kirk, was Kirk, Kirk was great. I listen. Vikings season still alive? Yes. Well, that's what we mean. That, that, Super Bowl. Now, Super Bowl. No, of course not. But it was never. But that was like that. They really? were they were never a Super Bowl contender with respect to Wilds. They they weren't. But their season is still yeah, alive. They could, they, they, and and Kirk doing what he did without Justin Jefferson. Now Jordan Addison, who by the way, I have texts. My, my, remember when oh, I was uh, inundated? Jordan Addison right here that I, mean, I had a full screen ready for. Uh, uh, he was excellent. He's Hello. been. This, He's been one of the three best rookie wide receivers. Zay Flowers, him, and Puka, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Also, when I was texting Chiefs GM Brett Beach all my mock drafts, yeah. two of them had them taking him, but he didn't fall to him. Uh, the, uh, I, I like to it, it, well, no, he's excellent. But I thought I thought Kirk was and that was could have went the other way. And no, that and that was Absolutely. actually one of Kirk's worst throws. Right. But it, but the you know he kind of it was cool because Ward stole the one yeah, early and then back. he stole Football it back. Gods. But and they moved the ball the whole game. They punted once. I mean, they punted yeah. one time. I thought Kevin O'Connell was a little too conservative for my liking. But regardless, they're definitely still alive for the playoffs, Wilds. Here's the question I have. Are, do you think the Vikings are a good team? I think you know what I've said. No, tell me. It's just the turnover. Okay, just the turnover. And just you think they're a fine team? Look, Wilds, here's the deal. We got five teams definitely making the playoffs in the NFC. That, it's too Philly, early to say definitely. No, Philly. Right. Oh, tell me if you disagree okay. with this. Philly, Dallas, Detroit, somebody from the NFC South, and San Francisco. Yeah, They're I would be shocked. And then yeah. Seattle, maybe. Yeah. So that would be six. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are going to battle somebody in that NFC South for that wild card spot. That's, That's what it is. The Chiefs are looking to. better and better by the day, man. The Jets are all of a sudden frisky. Vikings are back alive. Those wins are looking I mean, great. Don't get I, too big-headed. Nice purple tie. <laughs> Micah Parsons says the Chiefs are not a top-five team next on FS1 and the Fox Sports Channel on SiriusXM. Just believe in the Vikings. <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Everyone loves the Kansas City Chiefs, right? America's team almost. Hold on. On Micah Parsons' podcast, he gave his top five teams. Philly, sure. San Francisco, Miami, all right. Baltimore, big win. And the Browns, good defense. Not listed, the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's why. I think all these teams have the potential to be better than the Chiefs. All those teams I named have way more talent than the Chiefs. 
Who else in that offense do you truly fear, right? Who do you fear? Like, when you play against the Eagles, you fear that Jalen Hurts is going to run. You fear that A.J. Brown's a deep dead. You fear Devontae Smith. You fear Dallas Goddard. You fear that O-line. I mean, DeAndre Swift. I mean, you 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 have to respect. I think people come into the Chiefs and say, I know we have to respect Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, and you almost make the game plan, them two will have to beat us. Yeah. How's that worked out for everybody? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, how's it worked out? Uh, all we got to do is stop the best ever and the best ever. Uh, how's it working out? Doesn't seem to work. Uh, Wilds bulletin boards. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long time. Micah, you make me sad, Micah. I, I, I had you as defensive player of the year before the year like you did, I think, as well, Brew. Uh, had you team in the Super Bowl. And now if you're lucky enough to get there, guess what? They're going to have this clip, my friend. Yeah. It's not great. Here's the thing. I understand what I, he's saying. You do? You do? That the Browns are better no than the There's no justification for he's them. He's saying not there's one five. big weapon, and it's Travis Kelsey, and the other big weapon is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and then he okay. talks about but it's all not, the weapons the Eagles have, and the Chiefs one played on the Eagles one? in a pretty big game last year. Whose weapons were more dynamic? I, I, I'm just curious. I know. I don't know. Micah, I love you, buddy. Not, gr- not a great job. Not a great take. <laughs> Bad job by you, actually, as Mad Dog Russo would say. Uh, coach. I told you guys this last year, and I know I annoy you because I'm obnoxious, but it's also correct <laughs> that last year's Chiefs team was going to be the worst team the Chiefs had until Kelsey retired. Mm-hmm. And this year is proving that out. It was based on the fact that they were going to be able to make it work with any group of wide receivers. That'll be proven out. Kelsey's still great. That is proven out. Mahomes is Mahomes and the young defense. There's a great tweet by a smart football person that we'll put up right now. Aaron Schatz. Kansas City Chiefs' first team to be top five in all three phases as of week seven since the 99 Rams. Mm. So here's the other interesting part. Because the 99 Rams, of course, won the Super Bowl. Go to the others. 96 Packers, coach won the Super Bowl. 91 Washington won the Super Bowl. 90 Giants won the Super Bowl. 85 Bears won the Super Bowl. 84 Washington did not. So, yeah, I mean, of course they're a top five team. In fact, they're literally top five at everything. Just the top five at everything. But can we also talk about the fact that the that you didn't show the whole quote. You didn't really. What do you like, mean? Like, it's Mike, a two-hour podcast. Mike, Michael is, Mike <laughs> is wonderful, and I love listening to his podcast. But there's more. First of all, it's not motivating. Who's he going to motivate? Kelsey. He's going to motivate Mahomes. They don't play each other. Maybe Taylor Swift. Maybe 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 they'll play each other in the Super Bowl. But then that would yeah. be such a great thing for Dallas, anyways. But let's let's show what he says later on here on, on the quote board. So the Chiefs are the number one team, and he talks about them having the most experience. Now you got to take everything he says with a grain of salt because let's look at the reality of it. He says the Chiefs are actually the seventh youngest team of all the teams. Just bad take. That, that, <laughs> it's the seventh youngest team of all the teams he identifies. But he says. The Chiefs, the reason they're the number one team is because they have the most experience, yeah. yet they're the youngest. Then he talks well, about how true. great their coaching is. So if I'm Dan Quinn or the head coach, I'm not too psyched about the podcast in general. But oh. this is not a – Here we go. Here we go. Well, he's on the board. This isn't quite Coach, he's on the board. board I'm telling you, no, the you only are, person who's ever come off the board is Taylor Swift because she started to date are, Travis Kelsey. You Kelsen. are reaching. <laughs> That's the only reason. I'm not reaching. He said they're not top five. He said he had a graphic. He did. He had a graphic. He did have a whole And then list. he gave a whole explanation. And, and then he further went on and said, what? But the well, Chiefs are number one. Well, that's just because he's like Bruni he flip-flops. No, 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 no. He had the graphic and then said the Chiefs are number one. I'm 
I'm glad you brought that up, Coach, because, look, like you said, the podcast is awesome. Awesome. But Micah talks like he's one of us, like he's a commentator. Like he praised, if you listen to it, he praised the Eagles to high heaven. Like, is that something I want? I get it before you play them. Oh, yeah, they're a good team. They're tough, blah, blah, blah. But the way he praised them, he praised the Niners, you got to, after they pounded you. But, Coach, I don't know that the players, I don't think, know that they'll be bothered, but how does this play? If you got a player that's out there saying the Chiefs are not top five, praising your rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, like, man, they so, you know, you heard, he talked about how great they were. Does that, I don't know, maybe there needs to be a conversation with Mike. This, this would be like a New England Patriots nightmare. If you could not have a podcast like this. It's every single week he's allowing, he, he's giving some something to somebody. And you're right. He does talk about the Eagles in, in a very deferential yeah. way. And I wouldn't be that excited about it if it's my best defensive player. Like, you want him to respect him, but you don't want him to, to talk about him in a way that they're so talented that it almost sounds like you don't know whether or right. not you can beat him. Right. Or that's your take. It's the culture of the Cowboys. Like to it is. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. That's Keep it up, Micah. I like it. Good for the <laughs> show. That's why Good for the Chiefs. You know what? It's exactly weeks. what the Chiefs needed. You know, training camp's long and hard and tired. Oh, yeah. Chiefs are going in their final week of practice before the season starts against <laughs> Miami. It's just what they needed to sharpen their focus. Uh, are the graphics the, new? Is that a new th- addition to the podcast? Yeah, I haven't the, seen the graphics. Oh, I don't know. The, the graphics on the podcast, I'm not sure. Great I'm job by it. the edge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The wrestler? Check in on Justin Herbert, uh, who signed a $262 million extension this offseason and whose team is now 2-4. The offense does average 24 points a game, but they give up 26, which does not make sense. Here's Herbert on panic mode. Football's tough. You know, whether you're winning or whether you're losing, it's a tough sport. Um, you know, it requires tough people, and we got a tough locker room in there. And, you know, it hasn't gone our way the past couple of games, but... No one's gonna. No one's gonna panic. No one's gonna quit. No one's gonna give up. And I know that we're gonna attack practice this week, the same way we have each of the past weeks. Um, so I'm looking forward to the challenge, the opportunity. Um, a tough week, but we're gonna get better because of it. Okay, Jeffrey Chidia writing on NFL.com, Brew, and you were on this one. There isn't a head coach in the league sitting on a hotter seat right now than your guy, Brandon Staley. Can Herbert and Staley right the ship? No. This is why I didn't even pick them to make the playoffs. And it's not Herbert. I know Herbert now is coming under fire, and rightfully so. He's had some bad games, bad moments. But Brandon Staley, I'm sorry. It's just the truth, all right? And he is, has not done a good job with this team. I thought he should have been fired a few weeks ago, even after a win. Want to fire now, him after a few the Vikings win. We, we want to fire him win. after a win. Because for a he coach. Decision. Decision. Like, I would fire him. Like, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Fourth, Drew wanted to do it all we, the We show. can talk about the fourth yeah. down calls all we want, and that's yeah. debatable with the analytics and all that. Yeah. But how about the defense? He's a defensive guy. The previous three years before he got there, they were top ten in defense. They promptly went to 23 and then 20, and this year they're second to last. And, Coach, they are on pace to give up a record number of passing yards, 310 a game. 310 a game. That's ridiculous. Everybody's a Hall of Famer against them, and no team has ever given up more than 300 yards or even 300 yards passing a game to an opponent. And here's the – to me – even more damning possibly is that you have seen players come out, leaders in that locker room come out. Austin Eckler has said the coaching hasn't been good uh, or great. It was his quote. Um, last year we had Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen with the tweet, the what yeah. WTF is going on this week after this loss to the Chiefs. 
Derwin James and two other uh, defensive James backs. Covered Travis Kelsey for the first time in your career, but before you start. Well, playing. but Let's they came ahead. out and said we're playing. We played too much zone, and Kelsey's able to just pick his spot, go there, and they hit him. Now I'm not saying they shut him down, yeah. but when players are coming out and questioning the coach publicly, sure. To yeah, me, it sounds like he's lost the locker room. JC Jackson's and, on the Patriots again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm out of here. And, and, and I'll piggyback off that, Chris, the Undertaker, Broussard. Um, <laughs> And you do love getting coaches fired. Yeah. <laughs> Not me, coach. But, but, but first the, point, the point that you're making Second, is valid. And when you look at, at what's happened over the last three years, so the year three, they start to four, they got a lot of talent. But look at the defense rank. This is cumulative over the last three years since he's been there. So 30th in points, 28th in yards, yeah. 30th. And it, it goes right on down the line. And, and if it's year one, I can understand that. Year two, you'd like to see some progress. Year three, you'd like to see some significant progress. And six out of their top seven highest-paid players are defensive yeah, players. Mac, they, they have Bosa, names, they have Derwin James. Right. And by the way, I think Derwin's an excellent player. He just can't guard Kelsey. But I, but I just like to say though, when when Patrick Mahomes was starting out, he had never very good defense, and he made things happen. Okay, so can, and he was able to generate wins. And to whom much is given, much is expected. And we talk about Justin Herbert all the time being this elite player. You'd like to see him be able to okay. propel some of these some of these wins. So let me piggyback off that for a moment. What, what, do you want to go? No, on no, go. The, listen, I am not a quarterback wins guy. Wilds is Wilds has done something very clever the last couple of weeks that I thought was good. Oh. Which was a week ago, Wilds tweeted, you know, and then with the game on the line, Justin Herbert throws an interception. His record's now twenty seven and twenty seven. Yep. And then this week, Wilds <laughs> tweeted, and with the game on the line, Justin <laughs> Herbert throws an interception. He's now twenty seven and twenty eight. I don't care so much about the win-loss record for an individual player because I do think there are circumstances to it. I care a lot about lack of development. And we can show it to you. I did it a couple weeks ago. We can do it again. Rookie year, three years since then, they're the same picture. So wasn't that Kellen Moore supposed to fix that? Yeah, but so at some point, the guy who's makes more money than anyone in the history of the San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers organization needs to be better. Because now they are in a position where only New Orleans is in a worse cap situation next year. They're $45 million over next year's cap. They have squandered his entire rookie window as far as rookie contract. They're in a division with a team that drafts really well and signs really smart. And where do you go from here? And so the, the answer is... Where you go is your quarterback, who is the third highest paid player in NFL history, plays better. They, they, they do need a new coach. I agree with you on that. They do need their defensive guys, Joey Bosa, to show up more than he's shown up this year. They do need Derwin James to be able to slow down Travis Kelsey at least once a year, if not twice a year. But Justin Herbert was an A-minus the first game he ever played that we watched together. He's an A-minus today. That's not good enough. It's just not good enough. Um, Coach, quickly, do you think that Herbert signing all that that deal makes it more likely that Staley goes? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Please take it. I'm, not here, so. I'm, I'm the undertaker. I'm the undertaker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Quick. Another year, another superstar pouting their way out of Philadelphia. We kicked around the idea of Embiid growing tired of the churn of teammates, and maybe he might leave Keith Pompey writing that the Knicks offered Randall, RJ, Fournier, Mitchell Robinson, and two or three first-round picks for Embiid. Brew, are you buying Embiid could actually end up in the Big Apple? Well, look, the GM of the Knicks, or the president, Leon Rose, is Embiid's former agent, so there's obviously that connection. Like I said, there's people talking, some people talking around the league that Embiid wants to go to New York. He's never going to say it because he does like Philly and mm-hmm. he doesn't want to upset those fans. But Nick, and you, you obviously know Daryl Morey really well, I have a hard time seeing him trade MB to the Knicks. I mean, they're in your division. They're in your region of the country. And as far as mediocre teams go, I guess it's a rivalry in that regard. Mediocre Secondly, rivalry. if, if Daryl tries to not only win every trade, but crush every trade. And he's, I don't know. And look, this is not a bad offer from the Knicks. There's some really good players. But. He's obviously going to see if I can get a superstar that can help us win now. Now, this is a team that can win now, but can Julius Randle presumably no. be the best player that, on the championship team? No. no. We're doing and it so, And Daryl's obviously very work. patient. And Embiid is in the first year of a $213 million deal. That's over well, the four tra- years. The better years, trade, so. I mean, listen, the, the, I heard what they're willing to offer. If they want to have any chance of getting Embiid, they need to make the offer that I gave them last week, which is everything except for Jalen. Like, th- that's the but offer. Th- but that's we basically can, what it well, is. They, we can sh- I think we want? can show you the one. R.J. Merritt, Mitchell Robinson, and Quentin Grimes, who's the best young player, and not two or three first-round picks, but four first-round picks. To, to answer your question, I, I do not think – that Daryl would care at all about, oh, I don't want to trade within the division. I think Daryl is pure on only trying to win a championship in order to win a championship. Got to be better than everybody. What moves allow me to do that? I also think Daryl would understand any trade that has Joel Embiid leaving town gets you further from a championship and closer. But this is the now leading subplot of this NBA season. Wow. Now that Giannis has re-signed, because mm-hmm. even once they did the Dame trade, I wasn't totally convinced that Giannis really? was there long term. No, because yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. See whatever it is. Like the, but now we are convinced Giannis is signed long term. So like Giannis is off the market. Luca will not come on the market as soon ish, right? Uh, Kyrie could, but he's such a weird, you know what I mean, a, we- a weird player in that there's only a couple teams that would want him, even though he's very talented. The other guys who could come on the market wilds are like Trey Young, Carl yeah. Anthony Towns. They're fine, but Joel Embiid is the world change. He's just one league MVP that people are closely monitoring to see what happens with Harden, what is his reaction, do, does he want out? Do you In which case, want- I think they could do better than this. You, you brought up something interesting with Dallas. Obviously, Kyrie and Luke, it seems like they get along, but they obviously didn't play well together on the court or at least in terms of wins. What if they continue that trend and they don't play well Mm -hmm. and Luka starts to want out? You can't trade Kyrie, like you said, very few teams are going to want him. Teams would obviously want Luka. If you're Dallas, would would you trade him for Embiid? And now, I wouldn't for, want to give up Luka. I would give up I don't think, anything yeah, I, but I think Luka. Dallas would I, – I, I, think, I think trading a player like Luka Doncic at his age 
with years left on his deal is the type of franchise crippling mistake you can't make. You don't think trading Embiid is? Because this feels like uh, Armageddon in Philadelphia. If I don't, when did the process even start? I they've feel never like I been was past a young, the second round. I feel like a young eight man. Eight years ago. Eight years ago, the <clears throat> hinky era, and then you're going to press the reset button. With an MVP. The whole point was to right. get great players. You had Embiid and you had Ben Simmons. Like, nah, start fresh. Well, and, I, and you better get – look, again, I respect these players for the Knicks. You better get more than that. I'm sorry. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's the, the kind only. of point no. that I was trying to make, Wilds, was that when I said it's the leading subplot. If he were to come available, you can do better than Absolutely. anything the Knicks have to offer. Absolutely. But, but who are you going to get? Who's the superstar you're going to get? No, I don't know that you're going to get a superstar, but you're going to get more of a, a blue chipper than R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, with respect to R.J., like that, you the the only way I would think would be if a year from now Joel tries to specifically force his way to one place. But if but if the Harden thing blows up and Joel says. You know, I want to be traded and just has... If it blows up, there's no. shrapnel. <laughs> no, there's still time for Harden to realize no. this is the okay, best well, place for him. I don't think that's Thursday. I, I know. Wild, he's, he's, I don't think that's going to happen. My point is, if they end up having to trade him for even less than the Terrence Mann package. You know what I mean? Where it is pennies on the dollar and Embiid says, I want out, but does not give a specific destination. Be able to get a hell of a lot for him. I, I would be very interested. Sixers at Bucks on Thursday. If they lose that game, which I expect they are going to, Embiid's post-game press conference is going to be our first breadcrumb into him leaving. Wild's going to turn the NBA's games into must-wins. This is a must-win for the Sixers. <laughs> it's a must-win tonight. Oh, Lakers. see, I told you, Brew. Look, they've He's lost gonna... five in a row. What? Everybody's healthy. I told you. Must-win? Must Austin Reeves, fresh off of his FIBA superstar. <laughs> must-win? Coming up in nine short minutes, the iciest segment in all sports media, it's Mahomes Mountain. Right now, we're turning our attention to the NBA. Lakers Nuggets open the season tonight. War of the Words has been more competitive than the games after last year's sweep. Close games sweep. were it competitive. Was close were they were? Was it a close sweep? There's no, no sweep? such thing, but the games oh, were close. You're, he said it Four every nothing. single way yeah. except close, close sweep. sweep. Yeah, He's said it's a close sweep. Like close sweep. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Denver talked trash. Lakers didn't like it. And recently, Mike Malone said, that's old news. I'm living rent-free. Take a listen. <laughs> oh, they're talking about us? Yeah. Yeah, I that was like four months ago. I don't listen to any of that stuff. I don't know what they're saying, and if we're on their minds, then I guess uh, that's on them. The talking and all the Lakers. That like, it was just so much of that going on. Like, all right, we get it, y'all won. But you know, I think you know, me and Bron had some conversations. Like, we can't wait. At what point do you draw the line and feel the need to respond to stuff? And at what point are you just like, eh, this is all? Look at my. I'll let my resume speak for myself. Um. I don't know. <laughs> there will be a time. Uh, when that time is, I don't know. I don't know if it's now or there will be a time. There will be a time when everybody will get it for sure. I would say it's tonight at 730. Just taking a <laughs> guess. You're back in Denver. Uh, so, Nick, it's game one. Denver has won five in a row. Must win? Oh, God. <laughs> this is your way of, of getting this segment back in because I mean, we killed it for football. If you don't win tonight, what? they're getting their rings. All they did was talk trash. The announcer said, oh, we made you LeBron's daddy or yeah. something like mm -hmm. that. 
Yeah. It's it. This is a must-win game for the Lakers. Uh, you know what? Get uh, six in a row, and then be like, we can beat them in the playoffs. No, you can't. I'll say this. Must win. I, <laughs> oh, oh my God! Sneaky. Sneaky. No, sneaky. Sneaky right. I'll be, look, I'm not even going to go over the math. That's the math. <laughs> but, but sneaky. Yeah. You said it, Nick. <laughs> They've been – the Lakers, see, so LeBron funny. and AD could have been like this because obviously they're asked about them. Yeah. They're not just bringing them up out of the blue. But when you're asked – nah, we look. We just focused on this year. Yeah, congratulations to them. We'll, we they had a great – they, they exactly. beat us fair and square. We're going to be the best team we can be this year, however you want to say yeah, it. It's one game. But they they actually really – I mean, AD was very open about, yeah, me and Brian talked about it, and they won last year. We Like, they've talked so much, well, and if you go there and lose to him for the sixth straight time and, – and Mike Malone – get mad at Michael Malone all you want. He's right, and I know he's probably playing it up like, oh, that was four months ago. Yeah, he's but he's paper. right in that – and he wants to send a message. We live in rent-free in y'all heads. Well, we I ain't even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. No, but I'm serious. I think he wants to send right. that message. Yeah. Can I, let that me, we're not concerned about y'all. I'm going to turn this in a slightly different direction, but the same idea. Wow, must do win you, for Denver? No, no, that's not. <laughs> do you, Brew, do you think that if the Lakers had played the Heat in the finals, the Lakers would have won with the way they were playing yes. those playoffs? Yes. I do, too. I, do you think they think that? The Lakers? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you also think that in at least three of those four games, if not all four, that when LeBron – this seems like more of a LeBron thing than an AD thing. He thinks of like a couple sequences. They're like, God dog it. If that, you know, if there's one – the game three I think it was in particular when Jokic twice hit those like almost push buzzer beater shots. Yeah. Do you think they're lucky. That's okay. I don't want to – no, because he's really good at them. I know, but, but they it were, felt like desperation. You know, they were at low percentage shots. It, let me put it like that. Yes, here's my point. I think this burns the Lakers in a special way because LeBron knows don't have a lot of seasons left. And that was a championship we could have won. Like we, I, that they, that they, they feel like close they, to beating Denver. They, but they were no. But this is they this is, they better than this Miami. This is my the, the I, I know think the athletes' mind is it's not it's not that it was four zero. It's like it was thirteen possessions. Oh, so it was. You know, a, what was no, that? I don't call something I, like it's that. Just thirteen I'm possessions. Not, I'm not, that is what Nick, I a am, sweep. I, I, a close sweep. People are new to the show. I mean, you are saying this from will you admit I'm right? Who is trying to win an argument? I'm saying from the Nets. Celtics. I think the Nets was 11 points or okay. 16 points right. the four right, games. Down That's, five possessions. Can, I, can we, can we here stay just admit it, we can put this to rest. <laughs> just say I, the point I am trying to make is I think there is an element with the Lakers that, that does not feel like the Nuggets are head and shoulders better than them, even though they lost 4-0. Can I tell you something, though? Mm-hmm. That's because there's a certain delusion to how good the Lakers were. Here's here's how good Jamal Murray was. I know you're saying it's a handful of possessions. No, and Jamal Murray cooked them. This is the last five games, so I included the regular season game. The Jamal Murray's giving, giving you 33 points. But that's Joker's the- giving you a triple double and then some. But the last time they won. Thomas Bryant had 21 points in 24 minutes and shot 80%. That's what they needed the last time the Lakers beat Denver. I, I get that, but I think the flip side to that is that Jamal Murray in the Western Conference Finals scored more points in the Conference Finals than any guard in NBA history That's other than Kobe and Steph. 
That, but okay, but that's one extra game. It was four of those five. I he think has Lakers, been known to be a great playoff player. Yeah, but you know, he was, even he was better than year. Apex Wade in that series. And so he I think the Lakers feel like if he just is a 27-point-per-game guy, we can beat them. And so that's what I'm The Lakers aren't the second-best team in the league, though. In the, the West, thing. it's not they, like only gotta, Denver's gotta, better than us. All you got to be is better than Denver. It's almost like, you know what it sounds like? He didn't say close sweep, but you know what he thinks it is? Exactly. It feels like sweep. a must. No, no, a must. <laughs> you oh. don't. You got must mean close sweep both of them. He, he's he's <laughs> well, it's Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Let me get you up to speed. With the odds stacked against him, one quarterback looked at his longtime rival and said, not today, friend. With the bravery of a Mountaineer, he carried his team down the field and tossed a pillowy strike to Mike Gusecki, sealing the win and perhaps more importantly, his place among the 26 quarterbacks on the most daunting ranking in all of sports media. Mac Jones, welcome to Mahomes Mellon. Thank you as always, Kevin Wilds, for a great introduction. However, you do not know if Mac Jones is I just or is not on the mountain. One great game does not guarantee you placement on the mountain. Unless, of course, it was a week where great games were hard to come Ooh. Let's see, folks who are not on the mountain. Hey, listen, those guys at the bottom are still off the mountain for various reasons. These guys fell off the mountain. You might say, why? Well, some were injured and didn't play. Some couldn't stop turning the ball over. In Sam Howell's case, he forced a teammate into having an existential crisis about whether <laughs> he wants to keep playing football. All those things force people off the mountain. Bottom row of the mountain. Welcome to the mountain, we'll McCorkle Jones. We'll and it goes left to right, <laughs> yeah. remember. Well, That's right. Tyron Taylor wow. does not go left to right. It is That is not how we do it. We have a lot of Talmudic viewers who re read right to left. Fair. We try to be fair. Tyron Taylor on the mountain. Daniel Jones not on the mountain. That's a quarterback controversy in my book. Russell Wilson makes the mountain. And you know what? Tyson Bajan. Hey. I'd apologize to you. Wow. But you cost me... Thousands of dollars. So, you know what? I still don't like you, but you get on the mountain. Bryce and Zach did the best thing they could have done to stay on the mountain. They didn't play. Row six. <laughs> Kenny Pickett and Gardner Minshew. Sixth row on the mountain. And you might say, hold on a second. Nick, Brock Purdy doesn't go red. He doesn't go down. No, America. You know why? Because two people <laughs> knew who Brock Purdy was. This guy and the mountain. The Mountain never would doubt it who Brock Purdy was, so the Mountain doesn't need to further adjust Brock Purdy's ranking from he's the MVP to should Sam Darnold play. Nope, the Mountain says eh, just about where he needs to be. Derek Carr almost slipped down, but I was afraid he would scream at me, so I left him where he was. <laughs> Fifth row, Josh Allen slips just a bit. That's what happens when you lose to Mac Jones and Zach Wilson in the same season. Geno. A very efficient performance. He goes back up. Matt Stafford stays where he is. Joe Burrow had a bye. And Justin Herbert's play, we thought, might deserve to drop, but there wasn't really a re like It felt bad to put him on the road with those guys beneath him, so we left him where he is. All right, fourth row. Goff and Caleb both slipped down the mountain. Both I mean, suffered tough losses. In Goff's case, he played poorly. In Caleb's place, he didn't play perfectly, which is what USC perfect. needs when they play any good team. Dak Prescott had a bye, as did C.J. Stroud. They stay where they are. Now we're to the real cream of the crop. 
Third row of the mountain, Tua Tungavailoa falls just a bit. This is his lowest ranking he's had since week one. He has been here once before. Jalen Hurts, upon Bruce pleading yesterday, I went and re-watched the Jalen Hurts throws in that game. And while he didn't make a couple mistakes, I actually thought he played quite well over, over all the mistakes he's got to clean up, but he can move up a bit. And Kirk Cousins, with the rare two-row leap, Love in one wow. week of mountain climbing, wow. Kirk Cousins arguably the finest game of his career. And now to the top three. Lamar enters the MVP chat. Trevor Lawrence stays in it as he's been all year. You might say, what did Lamar do? Lamar played about as well as one can play. And what did Trevor do? Well, Trevor, for the quarterback win side of the table, is 4-0 in his last month has a 100 rating and has only thrown one interception while doing everything you ask a quarterback to do to help his team win games. And then, of course, once controversial and now unanimously agreed upon, the top of the mountain. It was called biased. It was called ridiculous. Now it is just called obvious. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> top five in everything that matters in the NFL. He is a top Mahomes mountain. Coach Mangini, I love don't it. shake your head. Don't shake your head. <laughs> Solid mountain. It was great. It's a great mountain. You're just saying that. It's a great I, mountain. I, I, I enjoy the mountain. I think the mountain is inherently biased. It's inherently unfair. It, Why? You could, Absolutely. You could easily make the argument that Lamar should be the top, but I'm, I'm just going to focus on No, you couldn't. I'm going to focus on your second layer in the Prince, and to me, Kirk Cousins should have taken a jump even higher. So he a three-level jump he in a week? And, and we're going to talk about this because now I know how you operate. So he should dethrone the Prince. He should be there. The Prince should be down. And let's take a look at why. Okay, let's take a look at just what he did this week because I know that, that you, you adjust it. So Love if we it. just Ooh. look at what happened Ooh. this week, wow. look at his completion percentage, his passing yards. Wow. TD to interception, and that one interception he had, the ball was taken away. It wasn't a yeah, terrible Yeah, but that throw. one of those TDs, the ball was taken uh, away. Uh, okay, now let's pass rate 107. You're going to say, well, and, and you saw how when he talked about the Prince, he talked about yep. historically what he's done. Yep. So I knew that would come into play with this. So let's see what happened this season. Yeah. Oh, he's got a oh, better wow. completion percentage. Yeah. He's got more passing yards. Yeah. He's got double the touchdowns, yeah. and he's got a much better passer rating. Wow. Yeah. So... Let me let me explain. Period. First of all, we've never it's seen a three-tier jump yeah. in one week. Just mountain, because we haven't seen not, it doesn't mean the, it shouldn't happen. The mountain right. is not that reactionary where all of a sudden Kirk Cousins, who was on the trade block a week ago, now is the top three quarterback in the league. That would be ridiculous. Second of all, coach, make this is once, make up this is once again evidence that makes me very sad. Because you are setting aside your own internal commitment to winning smart, complimentary football, and you're like, you know what? That's not as important to me. You know what's more important to me? Sticking it to Nick. Because Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is doing everything you want. Trevor Lawrence is starting to take care of the football. Trevor Lawrence is allowing the running game is to be a big starting part of it. To. Yeah, it's starting for the last to. year. Right. Brew, go ahead. Well, first I gotta say this. That I mean, you're happy poor about Caleb Lamar? Williams. I mean, okay. It, the, the man's in college. Let's just get him off the mountain. Okay. Uh, we'll, he'll be yeah. on there next year at some point. But, Nick, what? he's not even dominating guy, teams where 95% of the guys won't even be playing on Sundays. Look at the, look at the record versus oh, top 25 wow. defenses wow. Well, now, and the rest of the okay. He's 500 with under 60% completions, seven TDs, four picks against good can defenses I, in college question. football. He's great in the college football playoffs. So. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Okay. All right. Can I ask a question? I'm just saying all, it. I like it. Because this is a very popular sentiment the last 10 days. 
is to take shots at Caleb, yet I've yet to hear anyone actually finish the thought yet. Brew, if you had the number one pick of the draft with a without any hesitation, no. would you take him? I would draft him, but that okay. doesn't mean he's better than the uh, 25 quarterbacks in the NFL really? already. You yeah, it doesn't mean so that. So you don't think – I think he'll come – I don't think he'll come in and dominate like C.J. Stroud is okay, right so, away. So you don't think – because I just want to give you an example of someone he's right ahead of. So he's on the row ahead of, say, Matt Stafford. He's ahead of Josh Do you Allen. think the team with the number one pick of the draft would trade I, No, no, but he's, yeah. he's not only ahead of Stafford. No. He's ahead of Josh Allen and J- yeah, Justin Herbert Caleb. and all that. I'd rather have Caleb. But that's not even my main thing. I'm well, a backup coach. Because the Prince – I'm sorry. Oh, my God. You <laughs> Guys, the Prince needs yeah, yeah. the ball. Quarterback wins Period. until it's and, and you, 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 you sat on, you hid behind the – it's the rare three-level jump. I'm not even asking for a three-level jump. Replace – move Jalen Hurts. Now, it should be maybe a three-level fall for the Prince, but Jalen Hurts should be right there next look to Lamar Jackson oh. instead of the Prince. And here's the thing, Nick. Jalen Hurts has 15 total touchdowns. Yeah. That's more than everybody except, or or I should put it this way, only Kirk Cousins and Josh Allen have more total touchdowns than Jalen Hurts. Also, Coach, Jalen Hurts has more passing touchdowns, yeah. nine, than the Prince. Yes. And that's all the Prince does. He throws the ball, really? and yet Jalen Hurts is throwing for more rifles. yards per game by almost 30, more touchdowns per game, and the brotherly shove, you heard it from the coach's mouth. It makes it first and nine yeah, for teams. Right? So, and he is a huge partner. Kelsey, but they're, also they're pushing him. his 660-pound okay. uh, leg press squats. Okay. That's part right. of it, too. So, a couple things. First Good of job, all, Chris. All right. Thank you. Yeah, the Prince. First of all, Trevor Lawrence in the last month is averaging 60 yards per, 40 yards per game rushing. That's first of all. How many Second touchdowns ball, does he run for? What? No, because they run a real offense. Zero. They don't do this little silly thing where it's like, hey, we're going to pretend well, we're the New five. Zealand yeah. all-blacks for a six. moment <laughs> and try to push it in. They call it Coach Mangini's brother in Australia. And they're like, hey, teach us how to do it. That's first of all. Second of all, Brew. Is Baker Mayfield having a good, great, or mediocre year? What do I do? I answer Nick's questions. No. It's no. a trick. Oh, Mark, you're, right. Hold on. No. Okay. you're trying here's, to trick. Here's, here's Baker's all I'm going to say. Baker's year. being Baker. Oh, okay, right? that's answer great. You know what being oh, Baker means is. this year? Having a better passer rating than Jalen Hurts. So pump the brakes. Does breaks. he have more touchdown what? passes no, uh, than Jalen Hurts? No, I said more better passer rating. Oh. No, I said that's better only passer one thing. It's a catch-all That's just one thing. Yes, because passer rating incorporates the one word we didn't hear come out of your mouth during that entire Jalen Hurts should be top so three. So Baker's having a better year than Jalen Hurts? No. Oh, okay. I'm not. But he's got I'm a higher simply, passer rating. I'm simply saying he must if you be. are looking up in the passer rating standings to Baker Mayfield, you're not a top three quarterback in the league this year. You're just not. Go ahead, Wiles. Passer rating? <laughs> what, what's wrong with passer rating? Thank you, Wild. Wow. If I wanted to see the passer rating, I'd go down to the local Marriott, grab a USA Today. They don't publish that. My man. That. My man. They don't publish that. When's the last time you? <laughs> yes, you did. Well, they don't publish Sports it. section. <laughs> Any event. No, I was, I was I recently on the mountain, yeah. and I looked at one of my quarterbacks there. I said, hey, man, you ready to go? How are you feeling? He said, you know what? Calf feeling just fine after a bye. So I'm preparing. I'm okay where he's at now. But watch out for the ascent because it's coming. Joe Burrow, after a bye. Oh, my goodness. Last year after a bye, they didn't lose until the Arrowhead Invitational. Now he's coming off a bye, going into San Francisco. He's on the ropes. It's going to be a tough uh, battle of of Ohio and Iowa Mafia for you. Tune in next week for that. 
Then uh, Burrow this season, he is getting better, feeling healthier. First four games, not very Joe Burrow-esque. Last two games, a little bit better. Now we're on the bye. This is when you wanted him to sit and you wanted him to come back. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Joe Burrow, I'm okay where he's at right now, but I'm just preparing everyone. Like I did golf last week and all of a sudden, buy the stock low. Okay, W, I told you so. Hold on, real quick. Like a stock segment. Real quick, that is true. Wait, did you just say... The guy you told everybody about last week was Jared Goff. Yeah, didn't I? Yeah. How do you do? No, I meant Jared. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins. Kirk. No. I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins. Right. I'm sorry, not Jared Goff. I thought I, I wasn't sorry. trying to do that no, to you. Cousins. I actually thought it was you Goff. Goff must have been a couple. Sorry, weeks. I, I get my North. Uh, North. I understand. NFC North guys yeah, confused. No kind problem. Of okay, but Here's I the thing. I think the Niners are mad. I think, and I think the Niners defense also knows. Gosh darn it. It's like the good old days with Jimmy G. If we don't win this for us, nobody's going to. So I think it's going to be tough sledding for okay. Well, if Jordan Burrow. Addison scored two touchdowns, how many do you think Jamar Chase is going to have? We'll see. Ooh. We'll see. Good like good it. Uh, Brock Purdy talk next. Well, first was? Uh, that should be an exclamation point. Is? Move the, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Pumpkin mode. Brock Purdy <laughs> throws two interceptions in the span of five minutes in the fourth quarter. Gave the game to the Frisky Vikings. Kyle Shanahan was unhappy. He had his made a face on the sidelines. Like, come on, Brock. Uh, what am I paying you eight hundred thousand dollars a year for? <laughs> Here's Purdy and Fred Warner post game. Two in the row. Um, it's the NFL. You know, every team is good. It doesn't matter who you're going against, what the record is, or anything like that. We didn't come into the week taking this team lightly. We knew it was going to be a hostile environment. It was going to be a great challenge. Our defense was really good. Um, Kirk Cousins is really good, so it's like, you know, for us, we came in with the right mindset. We just got to execute better. You got to overcome adversity, you know. I think the thing right now with us is we got to find ways to win the, the grimy games, the ones that it's not looking great, you know, and find a way, you know, obviously we can win 30 to to 10, but what, what are we, who are we and what are we going to do when, when we're down and we got to come back and win a game? Mm. What'd that sound like, Wilds? What'd it sound like? Well, you don't dress as nice as Fred Warner. Oh, wow. Shots it did. My it wife. did. <laughs> Very well it done, did. sir. It, nice. did. <laughs> it did sound a lot like one of the talking points that you have. Well, not just me. On. Coach as well. Because Coach and I talked about adversity. And Brew was like, he had to look Tom Brady in the eye in his first start. And Coach and I both, Playoff you know, games. football guys, we were, you know what I mean? We said, yeah, but we mean down, late. No, you can't pass. No, you can't run. Got to pass. How are you going to do? And Wilds was like, he's Floyd Mayweather. He stings like a butterfly. No, that's not. That's that's not that's that's I, know, I know that's Muhammad Ali. <laughs> no, you were like, he hasn't lost. He's boring, but he's perfect. He's yeah. perfect. Makes sense. And I said, okay, before Brew wants to give him his third season MVP, or one-third <laughs> of the season five. MVP. Yeah, one-third of the season MVP. And Wilds wants to you know, put him in the All-Sports Hall of Fame. I was like, let's see him with some adversity and maybe with some of his Infinity Stones missing. Not all of them, but some of them. And then we got to see both the last two weeks and how's it looked. Because he was leading the league in all passing categories. And now, a passer rating in the fourth quarter that's damn near perfect <clears throat> goes to one that it, you get a 39 rating for spiking the ball. That's like the SAT when they, you say you get 400 for writing your name. So it, they would have been, statistically speaking, better off spiking the ball. The last two fourth quarters. And coach. Cleveland, it, if you, actually. 
What? I'm sorry? Yeah. Cleveland, he actually had him in position. Well, yeah, I, I think this is a little bit of an unfair well, Thank you, Coach. Watch. Because he, he drove him down. They had a 41-yard right. yard yes. field goal I, to win and, the and game. And hold on, though. And to me, that was really but, encouraging for San Francisco that absolutely. he was able to do that. Okay, but what's also true is in that Cleveland game, on the he was terrible leading up to that drive. And on that drive on the very first play, he threw what you know pro football focus would call a interceptable pass. Or oh, a, yeah. the, the, oh, hold so on, now that's the category. No, hold on, which is what Wait, he did against the Raiders no. last year. Which is which is exactly no. Th- this is why it's noteworthy because then in this game he did the exact same thing, but the guy caught it. So if we, the oh, only reason I even bring bring up the Cleveland part is because you guys are trying to talk about field goals that were missed that could have been made, and under that you know hypothetical fairy tale land, we can talk fairy about tale. passes that were dropped that could have been caught. But coach, is he the biggest concern with the Niners? Is he the biggest weakness with the Niners? Well, the question is, well, I don't, I, I don't think that the the make believe <laughs> part of a missed field goal is the equivalent of a of a dropped interception. Thank you, okay, I mean, you, you, he drove the team down. He put him in a position to win the game. The kicker should be able to kick a forty-one yard field goal to win okay. against a very good defense. This past game, I thought he got fooled by the coverage on the second one. I thought he got hit out by the first one. But to me, the, the bigger part of this is, is sort of the Kirk Cousins element. And I, I looked at this as like, this is Kirk Cousins' Taylor Swift game. Okay, so he had Kyle Shanahan there. This is his audition. He, he, this is his audition to be the quarterback next season. And the way that the 49ers, mm. or the reason the 49ers went to Trey Lance is because they wanted something more explosive. They wanted something better than what they had with Jimmy. And I and, and this situation to me struck me the same way. I haven't seen Kirk Cousins play that well in a long what time. What about this season? It might be his best but, well, game. That, what, what I'm saying the is trade. He, now, trade what about Purdy for Cousins I don't, this week? I don't know if I can't imagine that's going to happen. I don't see that happening. But I do see this as as they're sitting there next at the end of the season. If it doesn't go quite the 49ers' way. They've got Kirk Cousins sitting there. There's a long-standing relationship. He's the one, Kyle and his dad are the one that drafted Kirk when <clears throat> nobody else wanted him in, in Washington. And now he goes and plays the way he played, with, in completely disadvantaged in terms of not having his best receiver, right. everything. He, he played as well as he could have possibly played. And now it's, it's that what if for San Francisco. Well, look, as much as I like Brock Purdy and I am not on Nick's you know, boat that, oh, he's done, he's garbage and all that. I didn't say he's or garbage. He's, okay, what, he's what? I just, what is he? He's like the 21st best quarterback okay. in football. Okay. What he's been he used year. to be 15th on the mountain. The, the mountain now is not a numerical rank. Okay, but here's the thing. Since you love passer rating, oh. he's actually second coach in the NFL in passer rating. Love still. It. Yes. After a bad fourth quarter. He's yeah. still second in the league in passer rating, and we know how much but Nick Valley's passer rating. you for Kirk Cousins, he's, right? No, for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins having a phenomenal year and is a very good quarterback. I, I, Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's Kirk Cousins. He, Brock Purdy, though, still tied for fourth in pass touchdowns. 11. Yes. That's three more than the guy we call the yeah, Prince. you don't a guy get we bring negative out numbers for. for stuff. He, okay, he's still second in the league in yards per attempt. Man, he's only got three interceptions. So I mean, he's so where, a where, good where do you, So we all know the numbers are good. Do you trust him? Yeah, you trust I do. him in the. So you think the next Absolutely. time he's in this spot, he's not going to? I don't trust him like team. I trust Patrick Mahomes. No, but you. But yeah, I but trust you, him. You a week ago you trusted him more than Dak Prescott. You still do. 
Yeah. I saw him fail one time. I saw him succeed one time, and his rookie kicker misses a very makeable field goal. Not a 50-yarder, a 41-yard field goal. So you thought he played well against Cleveland? No, he no. well here, but let's let's flip it because you said he did, played poorly, but had a great march at the end or a good march at the end. Well, last night he played very well early, not great, but a good solid game, and then struggled at the end. I'm not gonna throw a guy out because he had one bad fourth quarter. The I well I, I would argue it's back to back bad fourth quarters, but the, the the right now the biggest does everyone agree right now within the 49ers when Lynch and Shanahan are together. In a room. Their biggest concern with the team, other than health, is the play of the quarterback. But that's not is that fair because they got, they got pro, all exactly. pro players all over the place. Exactly. So we should punish him? No, but we should. Because he's got great players. They're the ones for, that should get credit for the success. All the great he players. He shouldn't get any credit. He, not until he earns it. Uh, <laughs> Nick's Tears coming up tomorrow at 4 o'clock. I saw a quick preview of this. And it's one of the best I've ever seen. The committee hasn't met yet. That's, That's not true, but the first part of the podcast <laughs> is true. Suns Warriors tonight. Too many storylines, bro. KD's back in Golden State. Chris Paul's facing his old team while playing for his longtime rivals. No Draymond. Bradley Beal's back hurt, so he's out. Booker's toe hurts, wow. but he's in. So out of all these storylines and whatever else you think about, what's the biggest one? Do I have to just pick one? Just one. Just the biggest. Because Beal bothers me. I mean, they, he's had injury Feels issues like the last few years. Like but I, I'm going to say um, Chris Paul facing his old team. And how does he fit with the Warriors? That's, That's So that I just really – I just hope this game is close at the end. I just really want to see the Warriors crunch time line right. up with Chris Paul running the show. I am uh, skeptical happens, of right. this working. But – if it does work, it's because they've never, the whole Golden State dynasty, they've never had a true point guard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's not a shot at Steph at all, but he's just such a unique player. Like, to have someone out there running the show and maybe in the preseason there was a play that, that Chris got Steph a post-up. Right. And Steph did a post. Like, that's what I'm curious to see. Like, the Suns are going to be dealing with injuries all year. Chris that's Paul definitely right. starting. What? Uh, the, I don't know, but I'm, he's going to finish. Yes, we know well, he's game started. Could end today. Mm-hmm. Speak up next. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. It's going to be a great show. The speak's going to be great, too. Goodbye.